Hello and welcome to the Dark Passenger Podcast. So, this is one of those emergency, quote-unquote, podcast episodes because I feel like I have to discuss it in order for it to, in order to make the most rational decision. So... I recently moved to the Las Vegas area. Um, I previously lived in the Midwest, so it's a total 360 for all all intents and purposes. And it's actually been a positive overall. If I were to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, it'd definitely be an 8 or a 9. It's been a great, great start. With that being said, of course, there is this element of overcoming the newness of it all and not to say let me add being in the midwest um it's not like you know time did not heal that i even as i was leaving i'm looking in the rearview mirror and i'm going oh i'm leaving nothing behind there's there's i didn't have these extensive established relationships. I say that respectfully because there are um, friends and family there that I um, really, really care for and of course keep in touch with. But I didn't feel like I was leaving much. And I say that very respectfully because they do matter to me. But nonetheless, here I am and I wanted to make sure that I got off on the right foot and got involved right away. So the little connections, the little bit that I have, I want it to grow. And the reason I'm talking about this is I'm getting cold feet. Anxiety is seeping in and I want to discuss this and make sure that my fears are rational. And I already, to, to give you the ending <laughs> at the beginning, I already know they're not but I'm working towards overcoming them and not not shooting myself in the foot all the time. So here we are. I signed up for an event, a networking event. That already brings chills chills to my body because I have not had good experiences with networking events. And I'm going to be as candid as I can in order to, I have to be able to address, I have to be able to say it in order to address it. For one, often the people go to events with other people that they know, whether it's a coworker, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friend. And I never had that. I never, even with, I think that's where I was getting at. The friends and family that I have, we don't share the same interests. We're friends because we work together. We're friends, we're, you know, we're family because we're family, but we didn't necessarily have the same interests. And so if I wanted to go out to one of these events, it's always alone. And so I'm at this disadvantage as we're, you know, trying to meet and, what do you call it? Like the mixing time before whatever the event is about begins. 
And I'm left having to walk up cold to people and strike conversation, which funny enough, let me say this, which funny enough, I'm okay with the actual act of it. But it's this double-edged sword. And the reason I say that is, yeah, I could sit in the corner and take the event in, but how would I then meet and interact with people? And then on the other side, here I am interacting with people cold and it's always these one-offs. Here's my business card or I try to continue the relationship and I don't, and it's not mutual. Um, there's one person in particular I can think of. I would reach out to them. Actually, three people. I take that back. Three people that I would reach out to regularly. Signed up on um, social media, connected with them. And I would occasionally reach out. We're talking about maybe once every two weeks. Hey, are you going to any events? Do you know anything going on in the area? But it would always be me doing that. And so at some point, I'm going to stop trying because you you can't win. Either you stop trying and you're criticized for, you know, not trying harder or you keep trying and you're criticized for, well, obviously they don't, they don't want to connect with you. So that piece of it, of having to go in cold because I don't have anyone to go with and then um, not having much communication afterwards. So every event I'm starting over and over and over. Another thing, which is similar, very similar to therapy. (laughs) The events were not frequent enough. And so you might meet once like a month or every other month. And it's tough to build quote unquote good relationships with people you only see once or twice a month. And I'm talking about cold. You know, I saw you one time and I shook your hand and two months later, uh, you know, that's assuming you go to that event again. And if not, then it's four or five months later that I see you again. You're not building real, real bonds. Another reason, and this is just um, on top of the reaching out, um, people are not so kind. And I wrestle with this because part of me wants the interaction, wants the connection. But how many backhanded comments or um, underhanded remarks can I take before I distance myself and I've found this so many times and people um, in my life don't seem to get it. They don't seem to get why I don't want to go out for coffee with you. They don't seem to get why I didn't go um, to that party with you. You you make backhanded comments and I say you um, as anyone that I've interacted with that has done this. You make backhanded comments or jokes at my expense and I'm supposed to just turn the other cheek. 
That's one thing I don't um, subscribe to. I'm not, I don't criticize people's appearance. I don't criticize their circumstances. I don't belittle them. And I've found that with not only new, but old quote unquote friends, the joke is at my expense and it's, it's in a passive aggressive way. And so I, I've kind of had to separate myself from that. And it makes me not want to go back to an event when someone has made, um, certain, certain comments that make me uncomfortable. Just as an example, I had went to an event, um, and I think I even mentioned this. I went to an event and the, I had shook hands. Like I said, it was cold. I, I, I had to reach out to people. No one was going to come to me. And that's another thing. But nonetheless, later on in the day, someone that I spoke to, I circled around again and they were with a different group. Um, someone that I spoke to just made an underhanded comment about, you know, we're not looking for people to be socialites. We just need to know that they can do the job or because it was, it was a a networking slash, you know, meet the company kind of thing. And I don't think they, I, I, I took that personal. It took that personal because we had had that conversation several minutes before. And I had even said to them, Hey, the only pe- the only way I'm going to meet people is to meet people. And they did a, you know, a little fake laugh. And so for them to say that a few minutes later, I took that personal. You could say, maybe it wasn't about you. Okay, that's great. But I took it personally. And I can think of many, many other instances where there have been comments made and I am immediately um, off put or turned off by it. So that is, that's just a small microcosm of my experience with net, with um, networking. That was while back in the Midwest. It was a very poor experience. But as I mentioned, I have this networking event here in Vegas and um, in just a few hours and I'm getting cold feet because I'm replaying all of those moments, all those insults, all those jokes or sitting alone or um, not being talked to. I'm thinking of all those moments and I know how important it is I know how important it is to treat every, to treat this like a new day and to come in with a clean slate. But it's hard to, because I feel I would be naive to to forget about what's gotten me here. So what, what other, where is the anxiety coming from? The anxiety is coming from a few areas in this case. It's the financial anxiety. Here I am about to go to lunch and, you know, just moving here. 
trying to be, you know, financially responsible, um, that's one part of it, a big part of it. Number, number two, um, wondering if I will stick out like a sore thumb, uh, this seems to be an event catered to like business owners and things like that. And sometimes feeling too much of an outsider, you know, I don't know if these people have met for years or if it's a very transient group where, you know, different people show up. My fear is that it will be just like it's always been. And I'll feel, I'll leave feeling disconnected and insulted and feeling like I wasted my time. And something I watched in a video recently, if I can find it again, I definitely will because I loved I love the way it was worded and I'm I'm going to I'm not going to do it justice but the the person in the video he mentioned he was talking about action and inspiration and motivation he was pretty much saying like sometimes you're simply not going to have the motivation to do something and to not use that as an excuse. And that's what anxiety does for me. It It's that excuse to not even... It's that excuse not to try. And it reminds me that I'm not motivated to do it. And it becomes that cycle. And so he was, he was pretty much saying you have, there are times when, when you have to do the action first. Before the motivation comes in, before the inspiration comes in. And it stuck out to me because not to say that it can't work the other way around. Of course it works the other way around. But the purpose of his video was to encourage us to do something, anything, do something. And instead of me trying to this is what this is what has worked i should say over these last few months that i've had the podcast when i'm down i seek inspiration i watch whatever i can you you know you've heard the episodes where i've referenced jay shetty or oprah and i've watched these things and i depend on them like to build me up to at some point, I will gather the willpower to act. And I and what he was implying is sometimes it's the action that spawns that level of motivation, inspiration. And so as I sit here and the anxiety is high because I'm going to have to sit in front of all of these people. This is this is a, this is a big event, not two or or five people that was look like an attendance of maybe 40 to 50 people as I sit here basting in this 
anxiety of should I do this um well what if this and I don't have this and my car issues I'm gonna break down that was one of my thoughts I'm gonna break down on the way there and anxiety is so it tries to drown out the other possibilities and so I'm going to take the approach because before doing this episode, I wanted to, I wanted to say no. I wanted to cancel. I wanted to opt out because of all those what if scenarios. And I have to remind myself the what if works both ways. What if I meet someone there that is able to uh, take me to my next journey. Or it could simply be, what if I find someone who likes going to the same events I do? So use that same, use, use sort of like reverse psychology on, as it pertains to anxiety. Think about what could go well. Build that excitement. There could be somebody there who is looking for someone like me to do the kind of work I do. That could be the place where I find out they're hiring at such and such. So instead of it being the possible, just like, you know, gambling, the possibilities go up that Now there are 50 people there, 50 different chances to spark the next thing. Not not this grandiose, my life is going to change, and not to put those expectations, but think about the, the other possibilities. Think about the other possibilities. And that's what, as I'm speaking about this, like I said, I, anxiety was very, very high and I have contemplated canceling and I'm just going to skip it all together. What will that accomplish? So I'm home and well, I didn't, I didn't have to spend any money. I'm home or I didn't have to worry about my car breaking down on me because I'm home. The rational part of it all is thinking about what what positive could come out of this. And so as I speak about this, I'm probably going to bring a notepad and make notes. Not just my my smartphone, of course, I'll have that, but I'm probably going to bring my notepad, a pen, of course. Before I go, I do want to note down three things. And I hope these things help me overcome my fears. Because as the guy in the video had mentioned, Sometimes you're just not going to be motivated. And if I keep waiting for it to feel right, if I keep waiting 
for it to be, um, if I keep waiting for that and hiding behind that excuse is I don't feel, I don't really feel like meeting people and my, it's going to continue to fester. I have to do something different. And so before I go, I'm going to write down three things and they are going to, they're going to be, they're going to be related to what do I want to accomplish from meeting at this group? What do I have to offer from this group? And what do I expect to take away? So as far as accomplish, the reason that's important is it brings a reward element. And I I like feeling, I like that feeling that I, a, a reward that I've accomplished something. And in my case, I want to accomplish, it doesn't have to be that deep. I want to accomplish going to a networking event and staying the whole time, engaging with people. That's That would be an accomplishment, especially so quickly after moving here, because that was not the case in the past. It took me it took me a long, long time to even get involved back in the Midwest. So that's an accomplishment in itself. As far as what do I, what do I have to offer? And I won't go into detail too much on the podcast here. I will soon because that's one of the changes that I have with the podcast is I'll talk a little bit more about the work that I do, um, but share what I have to offer. Be in a giving mindset. Feel like I can contribute. That's what will keep me coming back. Personally speaking, that's what motivates me is knowing that I can be of service to other people. Not just what I can, not just what I can gain. And so I will write down what it is that I have to offer to the group. And hopefully there's someone there that, that, you know, that's something that they are interested in. And the, this, that one is, this one is, while the accomplishment one is not a big deal, this one is because what I have to offer has to be authentically me. It can't be what I think everyone wants. It can't be what I think will get the the most attention it can't be it can't be based on feeling judged it has to be what i truly truly feel in my heart that i can do to contribute so that's a very vulnerable thing while it won't be interpreted that way by someone on the outside looking in for me that is a very big thing because in those events Historically speaking, I have been one of those people that, oh, you like that? I like that too, because I'm so, I'm so, um, 
I'm so much in need of that in engagement that, yeah, you, you crochet, um, I don't know, you crochet, you crochet luggage. Yeah, me too. And I end up feeling unfulfilled because I'm not, I'm not really being authentic to myself. So that one's a huge one. And I will write that down um, and share it, share it. Aside from that, what do I expect to take away? What I expect to take away, I want this to be a very small, very small thing. I, my only expectation from to take away at this point, you know, I'm taking business cards and what have you. That's the physical thing. But I just want to take away where the next thing will be, where the next something. And, and let me add something this week, something this week that I can do because what happens is it's something's a month from now, something, and it becomes less and less likely that I continue to be involved and I have excuses. What is something I can do this week to get involved? And I have to be, this is one instance as far as takeaway. While there are things I contribute, takeaway has to be how can I, um, not help someone else. Um, I don't know the best way to describe it. I I can be of service to someone else with what I can contribute. But when, when it comes to takeaway, how can... How can someone else be of service to me? So I have to be a little bit more open about, I have to be more open about that. So for example, if I go in with this narrow mindset that, well, I just need somebody who can get me a, get me a job. If I go into that, I may, I may be, that's tunnel vision and I may miss out on other ways that people can be of service to me. For example, Someone, maybe the most that they can be of service is simply uh, someone to show me around. Maybe the only way they can be of service is just as uh, someone to um, share ideas with or communicate with. So I have to expand, quote unquote, my circle of needs. Because it's very easy to say, I got that under control. I only need this. If if I were to look a little bit closer, I probably could see other opportunities where people could be of service to me. And, and in turn, building those relationships. And so I, I definitely feel a lot better after talking this out and the purpose of this was to see how irrational my thoughts were that if my car does break down if someone is rude to me what will what will happen well if my car breaks down i have insurance and 
I'll bring the car back to the um, to the house and we'll go from there. But if it's going to break down, it's going to break down. But using that as an excuse isn't going to help. And um, aside from that, what if someone's mean to me? What if they... What if they act just like the people I met back in the Midwest? What if they're rude? What if they're a bunch of, you know, you know. And if that's the case, I'll have to keep going. One of the things that this podcast has done for me is it's helped me build a level of resilience that I didn't have before. That. Just because one thing goes wrong doesn't mean I have to go curl in a ball never to be heard from again because for so long that's what it's meant. Doesn't mean that if things don't go as planned, a car breakdown um, or job or money or lack thereof, doesn't mean the curl in a ball. That is my time to get up and fight. And get up and and do. And that's the kind of, that's what that person in the video was implying. I, I don't feel motivated. <laughs> I don't feel inspired. I'm, I'm struggling to get through each day overall, you know, in, in general. The motivation, inspiration is not there. But you know what? So what? It's time to make some changes. And if I continue to do what I've always done, nothing will change. And so expect there to be a part two. And I'm saying this out loud and setting that expectation. Expect there to be a part two of this because I will share my experience. And... As I'm talking about this, the anxiety is going down because as I say that, I think about the fact that even if it's a bad one, even if it is a disaster, I'll still be able to share it. And that's an experience. And that's a byproduct of trying. That's a byproduct of putting yourself out there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Otherwise, I stay home and wonder what if. And wonder why things aren't changing. Why do I feel stuck? And the rational part of me says, that's not an option today. So as always, uh, thank you for listening.